Welcome to the Bold Survivor Collective. I'm Contessa Aiken. This is the place where we take a stand. We rise up. We no longer allow trauma to be our voice or to be who we are. We pee into the wind. We run forward to our deepest desires and we don't stop until we get there. I hope you enjoy this episode. Dive right on in. Today we have the gorgeous Laura here with us. Ah. <laughs> Laura is a professional certified coach. She coaches clients in all areas of their lives, but specializes in helping singles find, create, and keep amazing love. She teaches you actually how to self-match. So isn't that awesome? She is a featured coach on the television series, Radical Dating, Breaking Through the Barriers to Finding Lasting Love After 40, and an ordained minister who marries her clients out who found love. I think that's awesome. Just be able to bring everybody full circle. Thank you so much for being here with us, Laura. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here. Well, thank you so much for such a fabulous introduction. Um, uh, I live out in Denver, Colorado with my fur babies. I have little cats running around the bed right now. Um, <laughs> I have a cat and a dog, and uh, I am still single myself. And many people ask me, well, if you're single, how can you coach around relationships? It's not that I never had relationships before, but um, the first part of finding a relationship is being healthy and happy with yourself, regardless of whether or not you have somebody in it. Um, and I am out there doing exactly what you are doing. Uh, if you're looking for love. So I know exactly what the experience is like out there. <laughs> awesome. So I'm not telling you to do anything I wouldn't do myself. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So when you think about being single, especially in today's, what's the word, the landscape, right? How is that different than it was before? And what are some of the traps and pitfalls that people find themselves falling into? Well, I think, um, you know, when I was, I'm in my forties. Um, and so I was around when online dating just became a thing. Right. Uh, and now it's the, almost the only way you'll meet someone. Uh, whereas before it used to be, you know, you met when you went out to a bar or at a concert or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's more exclusive that people meet online. Uh, it's not... (laughs) steadfast, but (laughs) that's very different Uh, and learning how to use the different tools that are out there and how to use them to your advantage um, versus just complaining, Oh, you know, this online stuff is just for for the birds kind of thing. Um, There's ways you can work it to work your magic and find your soulmate. Um, So that's some of the things that are different. What was your other question? I'm sorry. Oh gosh. I don't remember. I always speak from my heart here, Laura. (laughs) That's great. We can just keep moving forward. Well, when I heard you talking, I was thinking about how does one prepare themselves and get ready to date online and, and really bring somebody into their space. Yeah. I'm all about relationship readiness. That's really what I focus on with clients. And what relationship readiness really is all about is knowing who you are, what you want, and where you're going in life, regardless of somebody else being in it. Mm-hmm. So it's you being happy with your life, you not waiting to start your life for because you need somebody else in it. Um, I was that way quite a long time ago. I thought I had to be married before I start my own business and you know be an entrepreneur because it's something I've always wanted to do. But I thought I need to get married before I do that. And I was waiting for someone to come along and thought, what am I doing? Why am I waiting for someone else to start my life? Right. Uh, so don't wait for anyone else to start your life. Go live it. 
And when you're living it, you'll start attracting someone who is wanting to go the same way, same direction you're going, heading the same destination, so to speak. I like to use a, a metaphor. Um, let's say that, uh, you know, you don't really know where you're going in life and somebody comes up to you and says, hey, you want to go to New York? I got tickets to Broadway plays. We can go see museums, gourmet meals. It'll be fabulous. And because you don't know where you're going, you're like, yeah, sure, let's go. Let's go to New York. And off you go on a detour in life. What's different is when you are ready for a relationship, you know who you are, what you want, and where you are going. So let's say you know you're going to San Diego. I always pick San Diego because they got mountains and ocean and gorgeous yeah, weather. All. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you know you're, where you're going and somebody asks you, hey, do you want to go to New York? You're like, no, I'm good. You go have a great time in New York. I'm heading to San Diego because they have palm trees and nice weather. And this is where I want to go because I'm really passionate about it. It makes it so much easier to stop going on detours in life and know where you're going. And then you're on your way there in that direction. Somebody's going to come see that you're going the same direction. And then you're going to pull somebody in who's in alignment. I love that. I think that gives so much clarity, right? When you were talking about New York, New York I was like, yes, I want to go there too. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, but wait a minute, that's not the direction that I'm heading. So that wouldn't make sense for me right now. So I think I love that metaphor. I think it makes it very clear. When mm -hmm. I hear you talking about that, I think about though the women who are survivors, right? Who don't always know yet who they are, what they want, or the direction that they're headed. So where does someone actually start the process to figure that part? that part out? Well, as a coach, I don't work in therapy. I work in right. coaching and coaching is all about forward propelling you and setting right. goals and things like that. So it's having someone who has the skill set of a coach, um, somebody who's certified because anybody can call themselves a coach right yes, now. They can. <laughs> and if they're not certified, they really don't understand the difference in the technique that's involved. Right. Um, and so it's asking these poignant questions that are really quite simple questions that we have never asked ourselves before. And it's tapping into the brilliance and the knowledge that's within you mm -hmm. uh, for what works for you, right. not what works for me. And here you go do it because that worked for me. Right. Um, it's you figuring out what really works well for you and getting in touch with your inner voice and listening a hell of a lot more to your inner voice than your saboteur. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And don't <laughs> pick San Diego just because Laura picked San Diego. <laughs> exactly. It can be Billings, Montana or Dallas, Texas. Sure. Right. Whatever it works for you. Right? right. But I love that you added that really there's an innate knowledge Mm -hmm. A sense of knowing that already exists inside of you. And really, it's just about giving a space to allow yourself to listen to that and then trust that. And also to have um, trusted professionals that can help guide you on that journey, right? I think yeah. that's important. I mean, I'm always in a struggle with, with my client's saboteur. Mm -hmm. So I, I like to say your saboteur has a purpose. It has yep. a meaning. It's It's got you know, it has to keep the status quo so that you can function in life. That's a really important job. And the saboteur people, doesn't like change, right? Right. Saboteur right. hates change. Yes. Hates it. So when you set out on a journey to change things, it's mm -hmm. going to be obnoxious and loud and say the most mean, rude, yes. mean-spirited things to you that you would never say to another human being. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So it, you can distinctly hear the difference between an inner voice and a saboteur. Yes. That inner voice is always telling you the truth and has wisdom. Yes, the truth. 
The truth, yes. (laughs) So what are requirements, needs, and wants, and why are they important? Yeah, so a lot of people come to me like, well, okay, I've got my list. This is what I want and (laughs) another person. I say- Got my grocery shopping list, right? (laughs) It it is important to kind of get clear about what you want. Yes. But the distinction here is that um, requirements, needs, and wants are what you want in a relationship, not a person. You're looking for the ideal relationship and that person X, Y, or Z could become the person for that relationship. So it's requirements are uh, your deal breakers. Um, The black and white things that are, it's either this or that, either yes or no, either they do drugs or they don't, either they love dogs or they don't, Um, things like that. They love kids or they don't, right? It's just very, very black and white. There's clear delineation and they either meet it or they don't. And needs are just as important as requirements, but there's a little flexibility in there. So like, let's say you need someone to be neat and tidy because you're a neat and tidy person. Uh, so that person can be a little bit more or a little bit less neat and tidy than you. So they can move up and down on a spectrum or a scale, but they can't be all the way over here as an Oscar the Grouch, like piles of stuff. overflowing. Exactly. So you have a little wiggle room in a need. That's the only difference. And when you're actually trying to implement these things, a person needs to meet all of your requirements Otherwise, you are going to break up the relationship somewhere down the line. That's why we delineate a difference between a requirement and a need because a requirement unmet leads to a complete breakup or breakdown. An issue of need unmet creates an issue that is something that needs to be worked around, negotiated. So that's why I work with my clients to really get super clear about those things and, and then especially when they're dating, um, they want to be able to bend things a little bit sometimes because of the chemistry and, you know, hormones going through their body. (laughs) What about the wants part of this? Good question. The wants are the icing on the cake. Ooh, I like icing. I know, right? (laughs) You know, it'd be nice if he was handy around the house, but I don't need that. It's not a requirement. I can always hire someone. Right. Right. Or do it myself. Or do it myself, exactly. But you don't need it or require it. Okay. But gosh, that would be nice. It'd be nice if he was a gourmet chef. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a requirement. It's not a need. It just would be nice. Awesome. What's one small thing people can do that would change their whole dating experience? Energy. So, you know, you've got your litany of list here, right? And oftentimes we go on a date going, okay, check, check. Oh, I'm not sure if that one's a check. You're kind of just sitting there um, going through your list and doing the Spanish Inquisition, I like to say. Instead, and what you're asking for is you're looking, you're checking them out to see if they are fun, if they're caring, if they're thoughtful, if they're you know, smart, you know, you're, you're trying to look at your list the whole time, typically. And what you're asking for is the energy of fun and happy and, you know, positive, whatever those things are for you. And if that's what you're looking for, then that's what you need to be on that date. It's sending that loving energy across the table, sending that compassion, that fun, whatever it is you're asking that person to be and hoping that person is going to be, 
you need to be in that energy and that energy comes across that table. Trust me, because if you've ever been in a job interview and, or you're the person interviewing the, the, the person, uh, and they're saying all the right things, but inside they're going, Oh my God, please. I want this job. Please. Desperation. You can feel it. It's yeah. palpable. I mean, and it's the same thing on dates. If you're just so excited about this person, uh, they're going to feel it. And it's like repellent. I mean, it, it makes you go, Whoa, I need some distance. You know, so it's literally being conscious of the energy that you're putting across the table and if it's and putting that energy that you're looking for so that they are put at ease and they can be themselves. Yeah, if we tied all this together, right, if they start with that relationship with themselves uh-huh. and who they are and how they show up and 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 um, being okay with being alone and who they are and their abilities, right? Then that's something that they can bring to the table when they then enter into a relationship or that, that dance of the courtship, right? Versus looking for somebody to come in and complete them or rescue them up or rescue. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Instead you've already rescued yourself and you've already done the work necessary to be who you, who you are meant to be, right? And then you can show up to the table as your authentic self, not desperate, not needy, not needing to be rescued, but instead just whole and genuine and excited to meet somebody and invite them into your space. And I would add confident, right? You're confident at that point. And confidence is the absolute sexiest thing you can put on. Yes. I mean, think about some of the men or women out there who aren't really all that attractive Mm -hmm. but boy are they confident and they're like wow they've got the it factor right right i don't know what it is but they got it (laughs) it's confidence because they're comfortable with who they are Mm -hmm. if we tie all this together yeah awesome if you had any final thoughts or, or put your own wrap on all of this what would that be just be you work on you stay working on you. You're always a, a project in, you know, yeah, exactly. So it's really about you taking care of you. And when you take care of yourself, you teach people how to treat you. Yes. So if you don't teach, treat yourself with respect, Mm -hmm. compassion, with love, with understanding, especially when your saboteur is yammering in your head, um, (laughs) you are going to get the same thing. And so it's about shifting how you treat yourself and how you're honoring yourself and respecting yourself. Cause when you start to honor and respect you, everyone around you will. And I just think I heard the action step you can take, right? Honor yourself, start to step into your own self-respect and work harder on yourself than you are at trying to attract somebody who absolutely completely complete you or fill you up or give you what you feel like you're lacking, right? Give it to yourself first. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Bold Survivor Collective. I'm Contessa Aiken. Subscribe to this podcast so that you can get more and join us over on the private Facebook group, the Bold Survivor Collective, where we come together and keep the conversation going and we keep on thriving, y'all. Bye.